The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, in fact, we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. Glad to have you guys with us here. Following a very eventful day yesterday, um, and we're going to get to that in just a moment, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com is where you can find us. In fact, if you are listening by Red State Talk Radio and you would like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, there you can uh, check us out right on the right side of the page. We're uh, going live on the right side of the page, and uh, all you got to do is click on that. And then if you want to join us in the chat room, you can click on the YouTube part of that video and it will bring you over into where you can join in the chat room. We'd love to have you there. Love to see you in there. While you're over at SonsLibertyMedia.com, let me let you know we do have needs that we have uh, to do what we do. And so if you feel led to and, and are able to help us, uh, please go to SonsLibertyMedia.com. There's a donate button right there on the top of the page. You can click that and you can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. There is a link at the top of the page also for that. And then if you'd like to pick up some of our products, you can uh, get T-shirts and hats and coffee mugs and water bottles and books and DVDs and all kinds of stuff in our store. And uh, you get products for that that you can share with people. They're good conversation starters, and you'll be able to help the Sons of Liberty as well. And then finally, if you'll scroll down just a little bit under where the big banner is there, there is a place where you can put your email in. And we don't rent it, we don't sell it, we don't spam you. You get one email a day. It contains the list of articles from me and Bradley and other contributors that we have at Sons of Liberty, and uh, we appreciate your support and all of that. Now, with that out of the way, I think I got everything. Nope, let me give one more thing. <laughs> if you want to catch the video feed, you can also go on Bradley's Twitter at BradleyDean1, BradleyDean1. They're phasing that out now. They're going to cut Periscope off. So if you guys are joining us by Periscope and you haven't got the word on that, they're going to be phasing that off, so we won't be able to, to carry it on Twitter anymore. Or we're going to have to find something else if they have that to do it. Also, Twitch, uh, Setting Brush Fires, or it's News Tycoon. It might be News Tycoon. I, I don't even look at Twitch, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I use the feed there, and that's it. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is Bradley Dean. Before it's News.com, we're right there on the front 
page as well as dlive.tv at the sons of liberty and then finally on cutting edge tv on roku and we appreciate those guys picking us up as well i think i got all these formalities out of the way um i know some people say oh you gotta you gotta tell all this stuff well we're just letting people know what's going on there and then we get into what we're doing here and uh, so thank you for bearing with us as we just let you know the needs, the places you can find us. And as always, if we're ever not on your platform that you're seeing there, go to SonsLibertyMedia.com, and we're right there on the right side of the page. All right? Okay. Now, I'm tired. <laughs> I got up at 5 a.m., like I normally do. Um, but I didn't go to bed till 2.30 or a little after that. And the reason being was I sat up something I don't usually do. And watch this ridiculous thing that was taking place on Capitol Hill last night. And to tell you the truth, I haven't even got a chance to see if they completed it, if they if they if they finished everything. I probably should do that. I'm, you know, I'm doing radio and stuff. I should probably know these kinds of things and and stuff. But uh, I, I don't I don't know that they finished it. They were in the midst of the objection to the electoral votes for Pennsylvania when I went to bed. But before I get to that, there was something that happened yesterday. You guys probably all saw it. Um, you had, I mean, a massive, a massive amount of people. Uh, I should... Uh, I hate to open up Facebook here because somebody will inevitably from another country will see that I'm live and then they want to start chatting or they want to start trying to send me a phone call or something. And that's where I get all those those funny beeps. So let me see if I can cut that off. But I, I got yesterday some video footage. Uh, and of course, uh, who was it doing that thing? We had it on Sons of Liberty yesterday. So you can go there and you can see the rally. So there's a video of the rally. I believe it was by Right Side Broadcasting. I believe that was who, who was out there at the time. And um, you can see the rally. There were tons of people out there. Nobody was causing a ruckus. Everybody out there was seemed to be in good spirits, if you will. They weren't causing any problems. And there was tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people out there. And I'll bet you didn't see that on the mainstream media. I'll guarantee you didn't see that. Now, What's interesting is um, I got a video. And I was going to see if I could bring this up. Uh, my friend sends me all kinds of stuff uh, during the day, and uh, this one probably got buried among a whole bunch of other stuff that we had. But there was a, a, a video from up above the crowd, and I'm looking for it now. I'm going to see if I can. Yeah, this is it. Okay. All right. So this was the video. for those, I know people in, in the... Uh, in the in the um, radio audience can't see it, so I was going to try to describe it, but for whatever reason, Facebook's not cooperating with me and opening up the video. Uh, I will try to get that though and put a link in there uh, to it in the archives. This really should open. It's really ridiculous that it doesn't do that. In any case, there were a lot of people there, okay, and I don't believe for one minute that the hoopla that went on inside the Capitol building was from Trump supporters. I really don't believe that that was the case at all. In fact, it's interesting because what we find out is is that 
it was called out in the middle of Congress. And I'm going to tell you why it was called out. Once that all happened and they rushed the elites, that's what, that's what they become, our representatives. I, I saw people writing our leaders, you know, listen to our leaders. And one of them was referring to Trump as the leader. And I'm like, no, we don't have leaders here. We have servants. They serve the people. They are public servants. If you call your representative, your senator, or the president you're a leader or your leader, you need to change your language. They serve the people. They take an oath to serve the people within the confines of the Constitution. And they put their hand on the Bible. That's right, the Bible, not the Quran. I know some of them have done some weird stuff with the Quran, with the Bill of Rights, with the Constitution. They don't, none of those things will enforce themselves. But God sees their oath. And so they take an oath on the Bible to uphold that Constitution. Now, what was interesting last night during all of this was to see these people all talk about founding fathers and Constitution and all solidarity and all of this stuff after what took place in the Capitol took place. Okay? And yet, the spinelessness of some of these people was sickening. The hypocrisy was sickening. That, that they were going on there talking about the Constitution being... Mitch McConnell, Turtle Man, was on there talking about the fact that, oh, the Constitution limits us. And it does on the situation that they're dealing with. It limits them greatly. And then he, he says that right after they just got voting on an omnibus bill that's completely unconstitutional. It's completely outside the bounds of the Constitution, right? But let me move to this. Um, this is the video footage from what occurred in the uh, Capitol building. Now, some of you have already seen this. And uh, when I saw it, I called up our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. She's uh, obviously, for those who, who don't know, she is a nurse out of the UK. 35 years. She's a nutritionist. And I said, Kate, what do you make of this? I said, this lady is allegedly shot in the neck. And I said, that's one of those veins right there, right? Like, if you get hit in the neck, it's going to be everywhere, right? blood and she goes absolutely she said you're gonna have she said everything around her on that side is just going to be sprayed the people are going to be sprayed with blood the wall is going to be sprayed with blood because of where that where she would be hit at now i'm going to bring this up and just show it okay um let me bring it up here and here i'm gonna i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take you through this and i just want you to pay attention to 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 the surroundings on here Okay. She also talked about how they'll care for them. I'm, I'm going to hit that in just a minute. But here, here we go. I'm going to pause in between what's going on here. Okay. So here we go. All right. Now, as this pans around, I want you to notice something very unique here. There's, there's going to be a woman that's shot. I want you to count how many women are in this shot at all. Okay. Just, just see if you can pick them up at all. 
Okay, so you hear a gunshot. We don't know who shot her. I guess it was a secret service. She obviously wasn't a threat to anybody. She didn't have a gun. She was standing in this this area where a window was knocked out. Okay? We've got men all around. We've got police officers all around. We've got DHS guys in there too. And we've got all of these men. And in fact, when we get to the end of the video, they, they say, oh, make a way for her. Make a way for her. We've got to bring her out. When it pans around, there's nothing but men lining up the side. Okay? That's right, Joy. Nobody's running away from the shot. Nobody's ducking down. I mean, this whole thing stinks. It just stinks. I'm just telling you. Okay? All right, so we've got this going on. Now, you'll notice this guy right here. Okay, I'm going to bring him into the picture in just a minute. This guy right here. He's down in the left. For those who are listening by radio, I'm going to try to describe the scene as it unfolds. Maybe you guys have seen it. If you haven't, I'm going to have it up at sonsoflibertymedia.com later this morning in the archive. You'll be able to view it for yourself. Okay, and it, the, the, um, the images are very clear here. But what I want you to notice is this guy, because we're going to see an interview with him in just a minute, and he's got a little trickle of blood run down run down on his palm. Now, he's right here. This lady has allegedly been shot in the neck. What is this? Gloria artery? I don't know what, what you call that there. Um, I need Joni in here now. <laughs> my, my nurse friend. Uh, I need her to, to kind of guide me in that. He's, she's been shot allegedly here. Okay, and why they sh- why she would have even been shot is beyond me. Okay, she's standing in this thing. Nobody's out doing anything. It probably was a blank, Jeremy. Thank you for bringing that up. But the point is, is she falls back on her back. She's got a backpack on her, uh, and she's got some sort of like a Trump flag wrapped around her neck. All right, you know how they put it on like a cape or whatever. Anyway, she's got that on. All of these guys, I mean, this one guy is standing up. Right where she was. Not ducking down. Not concerned that somebody's going to fire off another round or anything else. Okay? Now, when she falls back, it isn't like really... It's not like a fall like somebody got shot. It's more... I don't know. It's very odd. I'm going to back it up here just a tad. Okay? Well... That was the volume. Sorry about that. (laughs) Let's back it up here. See her? Um, I mean, and and I want you to notice this too. When they go to lift her up and pull her back, Corolio, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Elaine. (laughs) All right. So when they go to pull her back, there's no blood that's dripping out. Okay, I'm just... I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I, I, this is stuff that I picked up on when I watched the video. So they go to pull her back and watch. They lift her up, and there is nothing running out of her at all. And again, I talk with Kate. She's a nurse. She's dealt with this stuff. She's dealt with it all, a lot. She said that should have been spraying like you stuck a screwdriver in a can of spray paint. And we don't see anything. We don't see it getting on the people. And again, keep in mind that young man who's who was to the left with the hat on. Um, he'll be in an interview in a minute, and you'll see all the only blood he's got is a little trickle that's down the middle of his palm. 
Okay, so they're going to move this lady, and you'll see later on there'll be like a little patch of something that looks like blood. It's it's actually really dark here, but that's all you're going to see. All right, except for what's on her mouth. All right, so here we go. Now, one of the things you'll notice is these guys. Now, there's going to be some language. I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of uh, mute it for where I know there's language. I because that was, there was one part where this guy, this DHSI guy, guy comes in and he's just shouting. But I can tell you that um, what we're gonna what we're gonna see here is all of these DHS guys. You'll see them. They're right here. They're right here at it. Nobody seems to be concerned that this lady has been allegedly shot. Nobody's grabbing something and sticking it on the wound. I mean, even if you're a dummy like me, okay? Even if you're a dummy like me and and knowing how to care for... What would be the first thing that you do? Find something that you're going to put over the wound, right? That would be, I mean, a shirt, uh, a handkerchief. I mean, get that thing off from around her neck. Get that backpack off of her. That would be what you would do, right? You would think, right? You would do that to alleviate her and to to give her some comfort too, right? Look at these guys. They're just around here. Up comes, you'll see in a minute, this guy right here, he starts popping up, mouthing off to everybody. Uh, He comes into the shot here in just a moment, but I've got the volume down. Okay, so here's what they do. They got to get the camera in so you get the good angle, okay? Now, they got the light on her, okay? It's very dramatic, and again, This is the only woman in the midst of literally, when you go down the hall, which it wraps around, when when they go to clear out, you'll see it. When they go down the hall, there isn't a woman there. This is the only one there. Don't you find that a little odd? Don't you find that a little odd? All right. So watch what she does. She starts heaving. You'll, You'll see your stomach bow up, okay? Now, I asked Kate about this. She says, that doesn't happen. If you got shot like that, she said, that wouldn't happen till much later. It wouldn't happen right off the bat like that. But but what happens is they got the light on her, okay? And then she starts doing this kind of convulsing thing, right? They still got the backpack on her. They still got this this stupid thing on, on her neck, okay? no, There's no blood spraying anywhere. There's none going anywhere. See, there's a little trickle of something, or there's a little something here on the floor, and that might not even be hers. That might be something else. But what have you got? Then this cop pulls out this this bag, this baggie. <laughs> Kate said, was he pulling out his chewing gum? I don't know. But the, then we got these guys shouting all this stuff. All right, this guy right here has got a really foul mouth. That's why I got it, it down. But you can see all this stuff. These people are still standing up in front of where this lady allegedly got shot. Nobody seems concerned that somebody else is going to get shot. Nobody's looking for a shooter. I sound crazy, Tony. (laughs) Well, if if I sound crazy, tell me why. Call in 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. It'll be up this morning, Rhonda, um, in the archives. I'll try to do my best to get it up quickly. But the point is, is this. No, I'm not kidding at all. I'm I'm just simply saying, as a person who would be there, if there was a shot fired, I would have probably been first looking for cover. That would have been the first thing, and trying to take care of that lady at the same time. You would get down out of the way. Nobody does that. No, Nobody does that in here. 
Nobody's looking for the shooter. You would think there would be a shooter here. Somebody's going after a shooter, okay? All right, let's keep going here. Um, Keep the sound back on. I hope this guy's done and not saying stuff. All right, so they're all they're all worked up here. They're all yelling. Oh, we gotta help her. We gotta help her. You gotta get back so we can save her. And all this other stuff. All right now, this guy back here, check him out. I mean, he was the one coming up the stairs when the video started. This guy standing up here, right where she was. Who would do that? Okay, who would do that? Right. Gentlemen, a lady was just shot. A lady she might was be dying just shot. Right she might be dying right now. <laughs> and here's these guys. You gotta get out of here. Alright. Okay, so see, not a woman in sight down the stairs. Alright. They're telling her to make a hole. Now watch this. Those of you who are, who are on radio, I know you can't see this, but there will literally be hundreds of people down this thing, and you might catch one lady down here somewhere down through here. All of these are men. All of the people in that are men. Doesn't that strike you as a little odd? And there's no blood, except for on her face. But what I'm saying is there's no blood that's coming out of where she's been hit. Okay, now you remember the guy there um, who was right there with her when she fell. He's got the hat. He's got the backpack on. All right, check this guy out. Can you just start with your first and last name and where you're from? Yeah, I'm Thomas Barani from New Jersey. Can you show us your hand? Yeah. How did you? Get That's all he has. Well, we had a stormed into. It's the about what four or five inches long of dried blood. A number of or what appears to be dried blood that runs from his middle finger down to the middle of his hand. She didn't heed the call, and as we kind of raced up, he doesn't have any blood sprayed on him. Shot her in the neck. And shot her in the neck. And started saying she was fine. It's cool. And then she started kind of. She like, wasn't saying squat. Was how many of you guys saw her saying anything? How did you get back yeah. out of the building? Uh, riot, riot police came in and started ushering us out with their, their sticks. Where did you the riot the police were in there when it happened. Other side with the scaffolding. <laughs> we tore through the scaffolding through flashbangs and tear gas and blitzed our way in through all the chambers, just trying to get, get into Congress or whoever we could get into and tell them that we need some kind of investigation into this. And what ends up happening is someone might have ended up dead, and that's not the kind of government we can have. People have to do something about it. I can't. If you need any help at all, EMS is right there. I'm not injured. I was, it could have been me, but she went in first. It Please was one of us. Thank you for telling us your story. Yeah. Just make sure people know, because this, this cannot stand anymore. This is wrong. They don't represent anyone. Not Republican, Democrat, Independent, nobody. And well, now well that's for sure. People. Who are you saying will tell people? I, I don't, police... Congressmen and women, they don't care. I mean, they think we're a joke. $2,000 checks was a joke to them. You know, there's people filming us, laughing at us as we march down the street at the uh, the Department of Justice. There's a man in the window laughing at us, filming us. And here, it was a joke to them until we got inside, and then all of a sudden, guns came out. But, I mean, we're, we're at a point now it can't be allowed to stand. We have to do something. People have to do something. Because this could be you or your kids. Thank you, Tom. 
That little bit of blood could be you or your kids. That little, this could be you. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Thomas. <laughs> uh, call me Doubting Thomas, if you will. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Okay? I don't, I don't buy that at all. Now, that was what was used to browbeat the peaceful people by the hundreds of thousands who were there. And again, I, I told you on, look, I, I try to be upfront about this stuff. I told you on Monday when we had Scott on, and I told you yesterday morning before any of this took place, I said, the people have got to get in there to, to let, the, let their representatives hear them. They can't just walk in the street. They can't just have a rally out somewhere. And I believe they should have done that. But it's their, it's their Capitol building. But this stuff of, and there were images that were caught. I, I sent Bradley one yesterday. The, these guys that went into the chamber and the one guy's going out, the Getty guy's got a picture of him. He's smiling and he's got the Speaker of the House's podium in his hand. Now, what's interesting about that is there was only about four or five of them. It's like that whole thing was staged. Not just the shooting here. The guys who went in there and did all that stuff. There was only a few, there was only a few of them. Nobody stopped them from what they were doing. Camera guys are just right there. Got to get that photo, right? You take the pictures, I'll create the war kind of thing. And that's what they did. Now, before all of this was going on, there was this joint session, right, to do the, the electoral vote count. And if I'm not mistaken... There had been an objection. I forget which one it was for. I want to say it was Wisconsin. Okay? So they had done a objection for Wisconsin. They broke for that to deal with the, the objection, came back in. They were, uh, they were in the midst of, I don't know if they were in the midst of the objection or if they had come back or whatever the case may be. But they had come back, and what happened after that? Well, we see them getting moved out, didn't we? We see them getting rushed away. Pence was evacuated. That's what one of our headlines was. He was he was moved out of there. The the senators and representatives and any staff they have were pulled out of there. The DC police, the saviors. See, I think some of those guys are in on it too. I'm sorry. I just think some of those guys are in on it too. They come back and there is a completely different attitude among these people. Okay. Now, what I watched last night, I just, you know, I figure if anybody's covering it, it doesn't matter what I'm really watching it as long as I'm not being interrupted by a bunch of commentary. I just want to see what what was being said by the representatives. So, I went on uh PBS NewsHour on YouTube. Okay? That's that's where I pulled that's where I just listened to it, okay? Wasn't like it's it, it's not like it's biased like PBS. It's just these people doing whatever they're doing. There's no commentary. They were just talking. Right? So we we have um, Nancy Pelosi opening this stuff up, and I'm not going to play everybody here, but I will put a I will put the link to this um, video here so that you guys will see that in the archive. If you want to go through it, it's like seven and a half hours, and I don't know how many hours I'd watched before I went to bed um, at the time I did. I don't. I'm assuming 
you know, these guys got tired or whatever, and uh, and they just called it a night, and they're going to finish up today. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but all of these little weenies get up, okay, and they're 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 bringing the objections. The guys from the House are bringing an objection for Georgia. Now, under the statutes, what they've got is, okay, if you bring an objection, it's got to be in writing, and you've got to have a senator who will sign off on it with you. You've got to have a representative and a Senate, a senator. So I think in Georgia they had, nah, I don't want to, I'll forget the number they had. It was quite a bit. It was, it was, it was a couple of dozen, okay? So they had a couple of dozen who had objected to Georgia. And because of what happened at the Capitol, at least that was the excuse they gave, the senators or senator, whoever it was, I've got to find it out because we need to put their names out there for being cowards, all right, backed out of it so they couldn't push the objection forward in Georgia. Okay? Then the next one was Michigan. And they put forward an objection, and I think they had far more uh, House representatives who supported that objection. It was like, I want to say the guy said 80 or 87. That's what I want to say. Who supported that. And again, they said, we had a senator, but they backed out due to the things that happened today. It's quite, um, it's quite convenient, isn't it? Right? So then we have all of these guys and I think this is where I want to get it because this is so, it's so great, okay? It really, really was because I listened to person after person except for, I think, um, Mike Lee and Rand Paul, when they spoke, they just went to the Constitution. They said, look, we're, we're not here. To, we don't have the authority to overturn an election. We, we're here to validate what the state sent in. Whatever the problem is, it lies with the state's. And that's what it is, folks. You do not want the federal government dealing in all this stuff, uh, this other stuff. You don't want that. You really don't. These are states' issues. And then the Pennsylvania issue was where I I went to sleep because that objection went through. They had a senator who was standing there with them, and uh, that's what they were arguing. But they had that. And what was interesting to me, I'm going to see if I can uh, scroll, because like I say, there's seven hours, and I've got to scroll through here. But the people... The representatives in this were just, I mean, it was ridiculous. They were so spineless. Oh, this happened here. Can't we just all get along? We need to do what's best for the country. We got to stay within the Constitution. We have to follow the founding fathers. We have to do this and that. And it sounds all, you know, above it all. Let's just join hands and sing kumbaya and let's let bygones be bygones. Criminals and traitors be criminals and traitors. Let's live and let live. That was the message that was coming out on both sides, guys. The the whole attitude on the R Jersey side had completely changed, except for this guy right here, Representative Matt Gates. I want you to hear what this guy said, because I was like, whoa, okay. 
He got up and said what needed to be said in the midst of an emotional bunch of panty wastes who were in there speaking. And you can say I'm insensitive all you want, but that's what I saw. They weren't there to talk about what went on in the day. They were there to do the people's business according to the Constitution. And I'm going to tell you what, Matt did it. I want you to hear what he had to say. Peace than some of the BLM and left wing. Yeah. The country. Let me back it up. Age disagree on who. Getting this thing is just American right. American Okay, we're going to try to. Let me see if I can get past Safe, this guy. Re- safely reopen schools. Uh, get people back. I wish to there was work. like a 10 minute Invisible thing. I'm trying to again. move this little. I urge my uh, colleagues uh, to follow this. And Madam Speaker, Red ball I here and uh, move on. Okay, so here, here comes Matt Gates. And what purpose does the gentleman from Florida seek recognition? Listen to what he has to say. Madam Speaker, I rise to claim time in support of the objection. Gentleman is recognized for five minutes without objection. Madam Speaker, one of the first things we did when the House convened today was to join together to extend our grace and our kindness and our concern for a colleague who has experienced just an insurmountable amount of grief with his family. And I want all of our fellow Americans watching to know that we did that because we care about each other and we don't want bad things to happen to each other. And our heart hurts when they do. Now, I'm sure there are plenty of folks over there who don't like me too much, and there are a few of you that I don't care for too much. But if anybody had been hurt today, it would have been even more of a catastrophe than we already saw And I think that's an important point for the country. Another important point for the country is that this morning, President Trump explicitly called for demonstrations and protests to be peaceful. He was far more, you can moan and groan, but he was far more explicit about his calls for peace than some of the BLM and left-wing rioters were this summer when we saw violence sweep across this nation. Now, we came here... Okay, so let me let me pause here just a second, because uh, Stephen is saying that, that Gates is a poser too. Look, I get it, I but I'm telling you, the whole thing had been this, I don't know, wimpy stuff. And now you see the WWE because you got the and he's saying the stuff, and you hear the people boo him and do all this other kind of stuff too. But watch what he points out when uh, he gets into it. Day to debate to follow regular order, to offer an objection, to follow a process He's fixing to drop the bomb here. contemplated in our Constitution. And for doing that, we got called a bunch of seditious traitors. Now, not since 1985 has a Republican president been sworn in, absent some Democrat effort, to object to the electors. But when we do it, it is the new violation of all norms. And when those things are said, people get angry. Now, I know there are many countries where political violence may be necessary, but America is not one such country. Madam Speaker, it was wrong when people vandalized and defaced your home. It was wrong when thugs went to Senator Hawley's home. And I don't know if the reports are true, but the Washington Times has just reported some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Now, we should seek to build America up, not tear her down and destroy her. And I am sure glad that at least for one day, I didn't hear my Democrat colleagues calling to defund the police. 
Now, I appreciate all the talk. Okay, that was that was the part I wanted to get to, that he was pointing out this was not... People supporting the president. Look, again, this has really nothing to do with Donald Trump. It really doesn't. This has everything to do with the law. That's why we stick with the law. Had this been Obama or whoever and all this stuff was going, it'd be the same thing that I'd be pointing to, the law. The going in here and the violence here is a play. I'm going to get to that in a second, John. I'm going to get to that in a second. Because if you noticed, when all of this hoopla went on, that's when the Trump tweet went out. Remember that? You need to go home in peace. I feel you. I forget. I had the thing up here. Um, uh, his text. It was very short. You need to go home. You know, all this stuff. And then he calls out the National Guard. Now, Trump didn't call out the National Guard on um, uh, when all the riots were going on. No, 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 no. Couldn't, couldn't do that. Even though constitutionally he has a, he has the authority to do that, but he called him he called him out on the rally there, <laughs> where his supporters were gathered. Told him to go home, and you know what? I got people who were sending me stuff and saying, "What well, wasn't Trump that did that to to the supporters?" It was it was it was somebody else. It was somebody else doing that. Um, no, that's not exactly true. Here's the Trump White House. Kaylee McEnany. At President Trump's direction, the National Guard is on the way, along with other federal protective services. All of them are un, uh, they're unconstitutional in the way they're set up. The National Guard's unconstitutional. It's federal. This is supposed to be state militias. Okay? We reiterate President Trump's call against violence and to remain peaceful. Now, Gates was, was correct. Trump did call for peaceful. But it's like, bring all the people there. You get them in there. You send in the provocateurs. And then you drop the hammer on them. Do you not see what's going on? I told you guys when, when you were going up there to Washington, they're going to put somebody in there. Okay? They're going to put somebody in there to be a useful idiot to drop the hammer on the people. And you know that when these guys, when, when the congressmen and women were meeting, one of the things that they did was they went in here and they started talking, they started labeling the Trump supporters, okay? Some of them were even using terms that were very close to calling, just calling them terrorists. But another thing was going on here, and it's not anything new, but boy, it was coming out through this. And there was this one little guy. Let me, let me because I, I particularly brought him up. I don't know a lot of these people's names. Brendan, Brendan Boyle, okay? Now, this guy is a literal panty waste. Uh, he was um, bringing in the LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ stuff, um, and a whole bunch of other junk. He's a, he's a, um, a guy from uh, Pennsylvania, all right? And he gets up and speaks. And again, I'm having to scroll through here, and there's like seven or eight hours, and I just 
don't remember where I had the particular place. I should have uh, written it down as far as the, the time it was here. But over and over and over again, you get the talk. Here he is. I think this is him. You get the talk of um, founding fathers, constitution, but it's all mixed in with this rhetoric of democracy. Okay? Yeah, this is him. This little, this little, this little guy. Um, and uh, I got a, well, these little, I wish they had a thing where you could just move it just a little bit so you could hear it. Uh, so I'm going to let it play just a little bit. But this guy gets up, and I want you to notice, they come up, and it's democracy, 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 and it, Republicans are doing it too. And they're just pushing that. And we're not that. In fact, the Constitution is very clear, Right? We're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. The laws that we have that come from the federal government are to be limited in scope. 18 to 21 things in Article 1 that they can write that they can write legislation on. Okay? That's all they can spend money on, too. That's their limits. Mitch, Ma- Mitch McConnell would have you believe that they're in high and mighty and they're abiding by the Constitution, staying within the bounds of the Constitution on this issue uh, that, that, we're, that we're dealing with Yesterday and last night, the electoral votes. But here's the thing. When it comes to actually doing what they're supposed to do, they don't do it. So here's this. I rise in opposition. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for five minutes. Now listen to what he has to say. Madam Speaker, tonight we will not be picking the president. For the people did that on November 3rd. Rather, tonight in this house... We will decide whether American democracy survives. American democracy. Let us be under no illusion. These are the stakes. If this objection succeeds and the will of 7 million Pennsylvania voters is cast aside, it will be the end of our representative democracy. Democracy. Now, there is no reasonable debate about what happened in this election in Pennsylvania. Actually, there is. Seven million Pennsylvanians voted. Joe Biden won by over 81,000 votes. This was certified in 67 counties by bipartisan local elected officials, including Republicans. And every single court, whether the judge is a Democrat or a Republican, has reaffirmed this outcome. Let me pause this just a second. Let me tell you something, Christina. That was a pre-recorded message from Donald Trump to go home pre-recorded okay that wasn't just done on the fly that was pre-recorded and it was put out it was done before any of that stuff went on so don't give me this stuff that I'm just theorizing I'm just telling you what's there okay I'm just telling you what is known all right here's this guy again the objectors however claim we do not know the will of the people because the election in Pennsylvania was somehow conducted corruptly. Much of their objection centers around the state law passed in 2019, known as Act 77, that gives voters the option of expanded mail-in voting. Objectors are alleging that this law was somehow a brilliant plot by Democrats to disadvantage Republicans and rig elections. This is laughable. Here are the facts. Act 77 was a Republican-led effort in a Republican-controlled legislature. 
Literally every single Republican in the Pennsylvania Senate voted for it. And in the State House, the vote among Republicans was 105 to 2. Here is what the Republican Speaker of the Pennsylvania House had to say about Act 77. Quote, This bill does not benefit one party or the other, or any one candidate or single election. It serves to preserve the integrity of every election and lift the voice of every voter in the Commonwealth. So there is no question as to the facts surrounding this election. They are as clear as they are overwhelming. The only question that remains is this. Will this House reaffirm our fidelity to our democracy? Democracy. Or end it? I must, conspe- I must concede, Madam Speaker, I have been naive about one subject. You're naive about a lot of subjects. Our democracy. Our democracy. Endure, almost as if it was predestined. I never even questioned it until the last several years. Two centuries ago, one of our founding fathers cautioned against this notion. Now listen to this nonsense. John Adams wrote, remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There was never a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. Uh. I now realize the wisdom of his words. No, you don't. Never again will I take for granted our democracy. Our democracy. It must be jealously defended by every generation. No, it must not. Uh, let's, cu- let's cut this guy off. What, guy, what, what he's referencing here is <clears throat> a letter from John Adams to John Taylor in December uh, 1814. Okay? And John Adams is not speaking very highly of democracy. Okay? He's... Uh, his the guy's name is Brendan Boyle, um, Joy. He's uh, a representative from Pennsylvania. But this is the um, <clears throat> this is the letter. I'll have a link up for this, or actually, I'll put the text up so you'll be able to see it. But he in this in this letter that he's writing, he is not upholding democracy. In fact, here here's what he says: Rage as proofs that democracy is more pernicious than monarchy or aristocracy. Is this fair, sir? Do you deny any one of my facts? I do not say that democracy has been more pernicious on the whole and in the long run than monarchy and aristocracy. Democracy has never been and never can be so durable as aristocracy or monarchy. But while it lasts, it is more bloody than either. I beseech you, sir, to recollect the time when my three volumes of defense were written and printed, and he lists those. He moves on down and he says, excuse me, an alphabetical dictionary of the names and qualities of persons, quote, mangled and bleeding victims of democratic rage and popular fury, end quote, in France during the despotism of democracy. And he calls it a despotism. In that country, which Napoleon ought to be immortalized for calling ideology. This work is in two printed volumes, uh, and he continues on. Let me, let me get down here to the other. <clears throat> you say, I, quote, might have 
ex- exhibited millions of plebeians, sacrificed the pride, folly, and ambition of monarchy and aristocracy, end quote. This is very true. And I might have exhibited as many millions of plebeians sacrificed by the pride, folly, and ambition of their fellow plebeians and their own in proportion to the extent and duration of their power. Now, one of the things that he continues on down here is he continues to dismantle this idea that Representative Boyle said, oh, I just treasure our democracy. Let me tell you what he's telling you. What he treasures is, is bloody. What he treasures is something that is bloody. It is not lawful. It is lawless. And you keep that in mind, everybody. I want you guys to read this letter. Because this gets back to something that always stood out to me in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 3, where the, the Lord writes the letter to the church at Laodicea. The voice of the people. Okay? The voice of the people. This democracy, if you will. Not a people who will be ruled by God and by his law. But they'll rule, they, want, they want their own rules. They want to set up their own. They want to be gods unto themselves. And they're, they're a church that Jesus doesn't have anything good really to say about them. He says they're lukewarm. He's going to spew them out of his mouth. What have we become here in America? And I'll lay it right at our our feet. I'm not going to point the finger at Democrats and Republicans. I'll lay it at our feet. Church, this this is on us. This is on us. It's not a Democrat problem. It's not a Republican party problem. It's a church problem. We have dropped the ball. Our parents and their grandparents have dropped the ball. We got to pick it up. We've got to be the ones that pick it up. We can't keep pointing the finger at everybody else. We've got to pick up the ball. Somebody wrote in the um, in the chat. Well, what do we do? We're talk, talk, talk. What do we do? What do we do? I've been telling you. Our Constitution calls us the law enforcers. We got to get out of this terminology. Where I said we got to get out of the term of calling these guys leaders. They're our servants. We got to get out of the term of calling policemen law enforcement. And I got to do it too. I got to, I got to learn not to do that. We are the law enforcers according to this document under our government. We are the people, the militia, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. Read it when you get a minute. National Guard is not supposed to be called in to squelch things that were going on like yesterday. It's the militia. Not a federalized militia. The people. They're to be the ones who do it. They're the ones to enforce the law. And I got to tell you, if after four years of being told that justice is coming, law and order, law and order, you know, that's tweeted out, but none of it's brought to bear, it ought to tell us something. We are the ones who need to enforce the law. Now, how's that going to start? Let me give you a quick tip. TacticalCivics.com, my friend David, has a great program out there. 
that people can get into to start learning how they can be a part of the solution instead of being a part of the problem and a bunch of whiners and plainers about it. You can set up a constitutional militia, not one where you're hiding around, running around, setting up your stuff. Uh, Who's law? (laughs) Come on, SG. They, They can set up a constitutional militia whereby you determine your officers in that. You're out in the open. You're not doing something behind the back. One of the best ways to start doing that is to work with a local sheriff who's a constitutional sheriff. If you don't have a constitutional sheriff, get with your sheriff, befriend him, and get him in touch with Richard Mack at Constitutional Sheriffs and uh, Police CSPOA. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting that. CSOPA. I'll put a link to that too so you guys can check that out. Get, get Get your sheriff. Band together. Pay for your sheriff to go to one of the courses to learn that. And then come to him and say, look, we want to help in our community. We want to be part of the solution. We don't want to be part of the problem. We don't want to add to the problem by making government bigger with more police officers. That doesn't help anything. That brings on more tyranny, folks. If you're a person calling for that stuff, you're just asking for more tyranny. You're asking for a bigger police state. That's what you're asking for. Just telling you. The quote-unquote left builds up the welfare state. The quote-unquote right builds up the police state to deal with the welfare state. And they go back and forth, back and forth, because both of them them are lawless. Okay? So if you're looking for something to do, and you you guys keep asking me, I'm telling you, that's it. But not many people want to do that. No, 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 no. They don't want to do that. They don't want to put their lives on the line going and enforcing the law. But our Constitution allows for us. In fact, it's a duty that we have as people here in the United States. And you know what? That's very biblical. I went over this. I've got a uh, show that I did on how it's not only constitutional, but it's biblical. You go into 1 Samuel, and you'll see exactly how that works and what the people do in enforcing the law and in defending, putting down insurrections, Repelling invasions. That's how that works. But here's the thing. Whatever finishes up here, all of this is political theater. There's an agenda that's going to keep marching on. It's been marching on for four years, despite what other people say. It has. We've documented it. And if Joe Biden goes in on the 20th, guess what? That agenda is going to keep marching on until the people put a stop to it. And I'm not talking about going and doing some of the stuff that were attributed yesterday in the Capitol building, but continuing to stand firm and to call out the corruption and to stand against it. 23 Hours will be back with you then. See ya.